Our family is just getting bigger and bigger. Welcome to 657 AM. We are now joined by Dade Elias Samatla on the line. Dade Samatla, evening and welcome to Radio Puppet. Uh, good evening, Dade, and good evening to your listeners. It's always an honor to be here. We are looking at the issue of uh, funeral insurance companies or insurance companies that some of them are reluctant to pay uh, their clients whenever they come and claim. And when we listen to the whole story, it looks like the blame must be put squarely on uh, the administration. And yet they put the blame on um, the clients themselves. You can perhaps give us the whole story of what is actually happening there. Okay, let me give you the 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 the, the, the life story here. Right, uh, I'm gonna read you some of the cases that we received. Here's the first one. Uh, I want to give the listeners the the true story, not what we think. It says, uh, "Good morning, sir." I'm so-and-so from Weed Bank. I'm going a certain insurance company which deducts a premium for me every month. I did not sign up with these people. I just discovered today that they have been deducting the money from my account for the past three years. How can I be refunded? So this is the query from from a consumer um, whose account has been debited with the premiums by a certain insurance company, one of the big companies. And then he says he never took policy from those people. And how can he be refunded? So this one, obviously, uh, there's an element of fraud here. So this is this one is very easy to crack. Because um, what he has to do is to go to the insurance company because it's in he, he's the payer. He must ask for the copy of the policy contract. Then he can see who is insured and who is the beneficiary. Most probably the culprit is the beneficiary. Who stole his banking details to create a policy, insure, insure a certain person or certain people, and then make himself or herself uh, the beneficiary so that he or she can claim uh, upon the death of those that have been insured. So obviously this one is going to involve the police. So what we did here, we responded to this one and said, uh, please go to the police station and open a case, take a case number to the uh, fraud investigations department of the insurance company, and then they will hand it over to their private investigators who will deal with that matter, obviously, uh, they will catch the culprit. What, what are the chances of this uh, case being an inside job? It could be, it could be not. We see a lot of them uh, from Sasa people, Sasa recipients, you know, the old grannies and, 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 and uh, yeah, whereby they, 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 they've got policies that they never knew of. So, yeah, that people uh, could be inside job sometimes. Here's another one. Uh, hi, my name is so-and-so. I have a problem with the policy. It has been five years. It has been five years trying to claim, and they say the policy has expired. 
I didn't know years that the, she's been trying to claim. Yes, I didn't know that the policy can expire. That's what he said. Then, obviously, we asked the question, what kind of a policy is it? Yeah, you are right, the policy doesn't expire, but it lapses if there are no payments of premiums. So we requested the supporting documents. So he sent us the letters of authority and the estate late banking details. Whereby he opened the account for the for, 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 for the policy to be paid in. But now it shows that somebody has passed away here in twenty fourteen. Right? And there are two executors who have been appointed by the master of the High Court. So the person that is inquiring here is none of the two. So we have asked him a question as to how what is your involvement here? Because the court has appointed the two people as the executors of this estate and you are not one of them according to the documentation that you have provided. So on what basis do you claim from the insurance? So we are still waiting for the response from that one. So I just wanted the people to the listeners to get the gist of what we deal with. And then here is another one. Good day, my name is Sven. So I have a problem. My late mother passed away uh, and she had a policy with a certain retail store. I never what I never okay, I never received the, the money after I've claimed the policy. I was told that the policy was closed. Okay, then she went all further on and she said, because I'm trying to read here what's written. She passed on at the end of September uh, last year and I was hospitalized. When I came out of the hospital, I was told that the policy was closed. So what we did in this case, we conducted the the, 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 the consumer here off to understand the story. She says, yes, her mother passed away end of September. Immediately after the death of her mother, she was hospitalized due to, to uh, heart conditions. Right. Came out of the hospital, went to claim from the insurance. She was requested to bring certain documents, of which she brought. After she brought, she was told that the policy has lapsed. So, our issue is, the policy cannot lapse after date of death. Because the insurance is not expecting premiums after date of death. So, this one we said to her, she must go back to the retail store, ask for the manager, submit the documents to the manager uh, for a claim. If the manager does not assist, then she can call us from there. It's a straightforward case, this one. The policy cannot lapse. Are all these uh, um, complaints directed to one company? Are they about one company or is different companies that are different involved? Companies. Okay. Different companies. Different insurance companies. Okay. Here's another one. Uh, good day. I joined the policy, or I took a policy in 2018 with a certain, you know, I don't want to mention the name of the company, with a certain company. In 2020, uh, my in-short person passed away, and I went to lodge a claim. 
So when I got there, they said they want, okay, let me see, or they say um, the, the, the deceased was taking medication for a certain illness before taking the policy, therefore they are not paying, meaning there was pre-existing medical condition according to the insurance. This talks to what we have been saying at the market. If you get excited when the insurance company says to you, they don't do the medical checks, they don't do the blood test, this is what happens when you are dead. They request the medical report prior to you taking the policy. So if your doctor says, no, he was uh, taking treatment from me, uh, he was diabetic, he had hypertension, he had this and that and that and that, the insurance company is going to use that against you. Remember, you cannot respond from the grave. It's your family that is lodging a claim. Imagine if it's your children and there's nobody that is waiting in your family and you thought you've got enough insurance or insurances to take care of them until they are matured. Imagine if you thought this policy or these policies will take them to school, will be able to pay off the bond. If there's no bond, they will be able to get the money to build themselves a house. And they get nothing, and you are gone. So your children are going to the streets. So easy come, easy go. Please, be careful of those insurance companies that say, they do not uh, require a prior medical test or prior uh, uh, blood test. Because if they, normally they will send a nurse to your home or to your work to do the urine test, that's what they do. Are you talking about the very same companies that claim to not do any tests? That okay, I, I, okay, I wanted to say the ones that, um, okay. so, sorry, oh. the ones that, that, that do uh, medical checks. Then they will go and test the, 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 the urine. And then if they find any infection whatsoever, then they will refer you to your own doctor. To say, doctor, we covered, uh, we discovered this infection. So it could be a bladder infection, and that normally um, happens to, 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 that normally happens to the people that are diabetic, you know? So all that the, doc- all that the doctor will do is to give you the, the antibiotics you take uh, ten antibiotics and then you are, you are, you are, you are, you are sorted. So if they pick up something, then the doctor will say, "All right, uh, he's suffering from the hypertension or whatever illness it is." So these people know that okay, you are suffering from this. So they will insure you accordingly. Instead of insuring you for eight hundred thousand, they will say, "Okay, we'll cover him for six hundred thousand." Or they will say, we will cover him for the full 800000 but instead of paying 170 a month, you will pay 200 a month. That's the difference. But they will still insure you. So when I, what are you hiding? What are you running away from? I'd rather do things right from the wet go. Because your, your family won't suffer once you're gone. How painful it is when you bought when you bought your family a lovely home in a nice area. And once you are normal, they're going to be kicked out because the insurance uh, declined to pay because of medical reasons that you did not disclose. 
So be very, very careful. So these are the the, 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 the cases that, uh, uh, that that we received. But listen to this one. This is the deep one. This one comes from one of the biggest funeral palaces. It says, and comes from the franchisee himself. He sent the email, but he called us as well to explain to us what's happening. He says, you and I enter the market, meaning as the consumers. We go mm. to the funeral partner or funeral undertaker of our choice. We say we want you to bury us when we are deceased. So I want to inform myself and my family. Okay? And then I want you to provide a, cas- a, a casket and whatever the case may be. You know, the tents and chairs, whatever you need. Then they'll tell you, okay, uh, for, 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 for whatever. Product A, you pay the premium of this much. Product B, you pay the premium of that much. All right? So, I am in short together with my family. So, something happens. I go to the undertaker to go and lodge a claim so that he can be able to bury my family, my family member that is deceased. And then, upon the submission of the claim to the to the underwriter, underwriter says, my grandmother is no longer, I mean, it's not on the system. So, the undertaker here says, it happened to lots of clients. He tried to fight this with the with the underwriter. He tried the, 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 the regional managers and everybody. He's not winning. And people are dying and they're not getting assisted. In short, what I'm trying to say to you is that you insert yourself together with your loved one. But if one of you, one of the insert, dies and you go and claim from the from the insurance, insurance says that particular person is not on the system death, they cannot pay. In other words, that person is not in short. Yet you have got a letter confirming that the person is in short. Yet you have got a proof that they are detecting the debit order the, by, 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 um, via the, um, that detecting the premiums via the debit order every month. You have got that proof. But they say the person is not on the system, therefore they are not paying. And who is at fault there? Whose fault is this? This is not yours, the consumer. You mm. represent that is paying the premium. It's not your fault. It's their but fault. And you've got proof that they're deducting and census yes. are, they actually activated a debit order for that payment. Yes. So in this case, the undertaker says, it's not my fault as well. It's the underwriter's fault. It's the insurer's fault. We don't know. Because they say, here's the policy schedule. They send us a policy schedule or police contract. This person was on the, on the, on, on the contract. He or she was on the contract. But this person is no longer on the, on the contract anymore. They removed him, not us. So they must pay. And then the insurer keeps on saying, no, we are busy investigating. How long are they going to take to investigate when you've got somebody that you have to bury on weekend? And the funerals nowadays are not cheap. Just a box, a, a casket, a, a casket only. Cost a fortune. You know, so if it's an uh, African uh, funeral, you have to buy a cow, uh, provide food, and you thought you saw that because you've got a funeral cover that was going to take care of all that, or it was going to meet you halfway. But now you get zero, zilch. 
you go to the bank, the bank declines the loan. As, as we're about to wrap up the whole topic in the Deshamatla, based on the investigations, the findings that we have on your desk now, and again, some of the uh, cases that we've just shared with us, I know that that requires some actions from our, our listeners there. What do you suggest should be done? Is it a matter of uh, thorough investigations with regard to uh, the previous uh, you know, cases that you dealt with? And again, you can also shed some light with regard to what is it that the consumers must do about this whole issue of them paying premiums only to be repudiated uh, when they try to claim. Okay, let me highlight that majority of these complaints already come from the, from the ombudsman. So these people have already lost the complaint with the ombudsman. And they allege that they were not helped. Or, in certain instances, the ombudsman takes too long, like up to six months without resolving a, a, a complaint. Right. So that's why those complaints are being referred to us for the speedy um, uh, resolution. So what we do in the instances like this, obviously, we follow the money. If you are paying the premium, we will check oh, who do you pay the money to. If you pay the money to that company, and there is a, a proof or confirmation that that particular person is insured. So they must pay. If they don't pay, then we go to the regulator that, gives, that issued the license to that under, underwriter or insurer to say this person has, um, has, has committed a misconduct. Right? Because so it, it doesn't complaint. matter the size of the company? It doesn't matter the size of the company. The ones that we dealt with, they paid. Because when we go to the to the FCSA, the former FSB, then is, is the regulator. So that uh, borders around, um, you know, the, the big companies. The, the, we don't say they commit fraud, even though it's fraud. Because that's fraud, they're stealing your money and refusing to, 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 to settle the claim. You know? So what happens is that uh, we do tackle those ones through uh, the, the, the regulator. So the regulator, the person has got the... For the policy, there's a proof of everything. This one doesn't want to pay. So, if it's their own admin problem, then they must deal with it. It has got nothing to do with the consumer, but they must pay the consumer. So, we had instances whereby they had already paid. So, in a nutshell, what you are saying, where the ombudsman cannot help, uh, there is there is hope actually. You guys can intervene. Yes, there is a regulator as well. Mm. But sometimes in that movie, like when you, you try to read some of these complaints, uh, some of them uh, you can't uh, really understand what the person is trying to say, right? Because of the various uh, issues, could be a literature issue or whatever the case might be. But if you are experienced enough, you are able to to to, to add one to one together uh, to, to to understand what the person is trying to say. So if you would lodge a complaint with these regulators or ombudsman at times, they will pretend as if they don't understand what you are saying. So they might reject your, 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 your complaint mm. and say, we, don't, we can't figure out what you are trying to say. Mm. That unfortunately is going to have to end here, but uh, we might as well continue with it uh, next week. That is if uh, situations allow. And anyway, um, if they need more information, if they would like to talk to you about this and other issues that they are dealing with, how can they get hold of you? Um, 067-226-5934. 067-226-5934. 010 
1010-1982. That's another number. 010-1092. Uh, I'm active on the social media as well, Elias Shamaka. Right then, there's Ndate Elias Shamaka on Radio Puppet, your daily companion. Ndate, thank you very much. Many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine, The Word for Today. This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day, inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives in the streets. Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The Word for Today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion.